my experience of this script is that we uh, were talking in the kitchen one day and you just kind of like, I, I forget like exactly how the, the thing came up, but it was kind of cool. Like later that day, you already had a pilot like ready for the show and you're like, yeah, and you're, you could be in it too. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's really cool. It happened so fast. And, and also seeing it from the first reading, it's changed a lot and it's, it feels like a much more uh, um, fleshed out pilot. It feels like something that could really happen. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Just to give a little background. Um, the first draft of this pilot I wrote in a day, I had the idea and I like, didn't want to sit on it too long. I was like, I just got to write it. I got to write it. Like, it's okay if it's like messy or not complete. I was just like, I think you get this down. So I told time about it and time was like, you should put me in it. And I was like, all right, I'm a writer. I can do that. I can do whatever I want. Um, so yeah, that's how time got in. Cause he was originally just not at all. But then when I told him about it, he's like, put me in. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, and I'm super original. So I kept his name as time. Um, and it just, I couldn't see the show without time now. So I'm very glad that he is now part of this script. Um, so yeah, we had like a reading because I wrote it so quickly. Um, and I, I, we had a reading with some of these people just to kind of hear it out loud. And it was like, actually like Black Nathan had longer. Like it was like after the big reveal, they were like, all right, like let's prove it. And they had a section where like they went on Facebook Live to like, he's like presenting Black Nathan. And then the comments were like, ooh, love Black love, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, all right, this is legit. Everyone's buying it. So that was like kind of the original ending. But I was like, ooh, I just kind of wanted that like Black Nathan's at that one line, you see it, and then it's gone. Um, and there was other stuff that was like added. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how that all came about. But yeah, I wrote it in one day and then I did the second draft in a day. So all of this is a matter of two days of writing. <laughs> I don't know how many episodes you have of this pilot, but the ending made me go, how's this going to work or what's going to happen next? So there's something to, um, there's something to, I guess, like wait for. Um, I also loved in the pilot where we have that, like, this is not going to happen. And then it happens. And then this is not going to happen. And then it happens. Um, I, I like that. And I also liked, um, I also like that this, this isn't afraid to go in like potentially uncomfortable territory and it subverts narrative. So we have this very super pro-Black person who is doing something out of the box or something completely different in order to be with someone that they like in order to maintain appearances. It makes you think, it makes you think how far people are willing to go in order to maintain appearances. Mm -hmm. Yes, and there is actually a, a comment in the chat. Someone said the pro-Black beginning was a little hard for me to take as a white mother of biracial children. And, I love that um, because it is so extreme and that it is something that is going to get an initial reaction. So I kind of do want to offer that up, like, we're, especially like to white people who are here listening to this, like, were there things that you're like, damn, this is really, really hard. Or, you know, this is kind of makes me super uncomfortable. Like, were there any other moments um, that you felt like, wow, I feel so attacked? Because um, I think that also, because of that, it also just shows how flawed, uh, wow, I put, totally put Nathan, I'm not Nathan. Braden, how flawed Braden is, because he has these huge, these so like pro-black ideals, but how easily he goes against it. And how, like you said, it's not because he's pro-black, it's because he has a pro-black image that all of these things happen and he's going to all these lengths, all of this. But yeah, I am kind of curious if there were parts that you're like, man, this is kind of hard to hear. Man, this is like, this is a lot. Well, I did like, sorry, uh, somebody else maybe like wants to also talk about this, but I thought it was really interesting that Nathan was written in a way where he did question those things that he wasn't like, okay, we're just not going to date. Like he was like, my skin color is something that I don't have control over. It kind of like re it, that, you know, like it, it revert that revert that like came back to Braden 
And I just, I found that really interesting. For me as a writer, I feel like there's so much emotional trauma sometimes involved with white people and black, or not with white, there's so much emotional trauma that comes with black people talking about black issues, especially when it comes to like um, race relationship. And I was kind of like, what's the way to talk about these heavy topics, but to be fun and to be a little bit more accessible. So I feel like the blackface idea was like, I don't want to be so controversial that we legit have some white dude in blackface. But I was like, how fun would that be for a black actor to be like, I am a black actor playing a white person in blackface. And that to me, for me as an actor, I was like, that sounds like a fun thing I would want to do. That sounds like something fun and challenging and different. It, it does make me uncomfortable. That doesn't mean I'm turned off. That means okay. I'm going. <laughs> okay, okay, great. great, oh, great. My, oh my God, what's happening? Like the cork joke was <laughs> like, oh dear God, they stopped him. And then like when he kept going, it was like, oh, 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 the show's actually doing this. Okay, let's go. <laughs> um, I, think, I think a couple things. Um, I don't understand why Nathan is so attracted to Brayden. Mm-hmm. Brayden seems like a very flawed individual, which is great. I was wondering if maybe I wouldn't be so confused if instead of like, do you want to be with me? It could be like, could we just go out on a date? You won't even go on a date with me. Because mm-hmm. the whole be with me and you're, you don't want to be with me, it's like, y'all haven't been hanging out. Y'all know each other like that. But mm-hmm. the, the fact that Brayden wouldn't even go on a date with him, that's just so hypocritical in itself. And that seems like something Brayden would do. I don't even want to go on a single date with you, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have sex with you in private. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so I wonder if, I think, so I was, I, I mean, I know you're going for like kind of the dramedy style. And in mm-hmm. the beginning I was like, oh man, like how are they going to solve this problem? I kind of want them to be together. And then it flipped into the absurd. And I wonder if there could be more clues in the beginning that this is going to be that kind of absurd. Like time, the character of time was definitely a, oh, this is a, this is a, <laughs> this show going to be a mess. Okay. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you, um, but, um, but Brayden and Nathan acted so realistically to him. I was like, oh, maybe he's just a weird friend. And then mm-hmm. when the blackface element was revealed, I was like, oh, this is definitely an absurdist mm-hmm. reverse, flip it upside down. What are we going to do? So I wonder if there's ways that you can put in Brayden's character that he's like super pro-black during his video. And then he like is turning off his Jason Mraz or something like that. I don't know. Like something that shows that it's such an image. He doesn't truly believe what he's saying. Because a man who is pro-black would probably not be okay with someone doing blackface. But mm-hmm. if all he cares about is his image... Then there's ways from the beginning we can clock him and be like, uh, <laughs> this is mm-hmm. this is all about imagery and and, mm-hmm. and the outside and not truly about what is on the inside. So my my other girlfriend is trans and I like went with her to Walgreens and like picked out makeup for the first time. So mm-hmm. that was just sort of a like I felt bad for the the lady who like led Nathan to the makeup because I felt mm-hmm. like she was being taken advantage of. Ah, um, okay. And I think like. I don't know. I, I just feel protective over like baby transes. <laughs> but like it was seriously like the only it was like a minor All right. thing. All right. Well, thank you for that. Cause that I I had not um thought about that at all. Cause I, I just know this was like my experience the first time I went to go get makeup. Um, where like they're like, oh, you're like, it's totally fine, like more people, like it's not a so that was just kind of like a the experience I had my first time um kind of like trying to shop for makeup. Um but that is very interesting. And I really appreciate that perspective because I had, I did not think of that in any way, shape or form. But now I am. Hi, I might just jump in to respond. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on in, please. Yeah, I was thinking um, because within the pilot, we're already in such like 
potential for the audience to really distance themselves from these characters kind of territory. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that sort of raises the the demand on your end to like really make us fall in love with them right away. Also, yeah. um, if that's, if that's how we're supposed to feel about them, if we're not supposed to see them as sort of anti-hero types. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder, I think, I think you're right to have like, you know, it's not that they just met to fall back on that. Like uh, we've known each other for a long time. We've had this sort of thing that neither of us really understood at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe what I'm looking, what, maybe what I'm craving is like a little bit of a, a showing that in this, okay. their scenes together, rather than a telling about it, like mm-hmm. telling about what happened in the past. Yeah, but I do, I do see the potential there for them, for us to buy into it. All right, cool. Um, based off that, I feel like even though maybe I didn't solidify, we're, I guess I'm curious to know. At the end of the pilot, are people rooting for this couple? Are people kind of like this should not be a thing at all? Um, I am curious of, of that, like, even if I didn't, I guess, do the best job of, like, really solidifying why they would justify doing this, where people at least, like, I want to see what happens with this couple. I kind of, I maybe want to see this work, or at least I'm entertained to see how this will fail. I think, yeah, definitely, I could, I could imagine myself rooting for them. Um, cool. Right now, I'm just like, wow, we, we went from, like, zero to a hundred, real fast. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm seeing here between that exploration of, of that pro-Blackness and what it even means to, um, you know, to carry that as an identity, what that mm-hmm. looks like, and especially in, you know, I see you got your dashiki on and sort of that Afrocentricity and like yeah. how all those um, different elements come into play, in addition to the fact that you also have this Black actor playing, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that other manifestation of this potential white partner. So kind of just in, in looking at um, all of the different ways in which Blackness as image or as mm-hmm. the image is being explored, like, this has so much potential in that. And I see that going so many different ways. And, mm-hmm. and I think part of what's cool about the fact that this is a pilot is that you can give us pieces and tastes of all of those different things. And, and um, I, you definitely answered quite a bit in, in what that could continue to be and continue mm-hmm. to blossom. So I, I love that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Thank you for that. That was like, ooh, ah, attacked. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I think so much of this lives within me because I myself am, am, learning about my own blackness, what that means, and sometimes how I can, you know, like learning my flaws in my own pro-blackness and in my black journey, my queer journey, just in my journey as a human being, the older I get, the more like I'm trying to find balance and the more I'm 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 realizing that like pro-black does not mean anti-white. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so much of our culture has, if I'm pro something, I'm anti the opposite or anti the other thing. And that's really something that I've been learning is that like, I have my own prejudice, prejudices, prejudice, own things that I'm like, wow, this is actually toxic of me that I feel this, or I think this, or I say this, knowing that I have friends who look like this or significant others who look like this, or just relationships in all types and all kinds. And like, I can't, although it's, it's, it's very complex, I cannot ask something of people that I myself cannot do. What you just said there would be interesting to see as part of the pilot or somewhere worked in there. Um, mm-hmm. For me, an old white guy just jumping into it mm-hmm. um, and, you know, seeing and hearing that pro-black statement, it doesn't surprise me. Um, mm-hmm. But it would nice be nice to have a context for that as versus mm-hmm. jumping just into that. And I wonder if a white person were to turn into that, tune into that, they probably would immediately tune off uh, without some sort of contextualization to the whole conversation mm-hmm. and what have you. I think in, in our country, it's the perfect time to be talking about those issues. You know, because so many people can't connect to Black Lives Matter. They don't get it, you know, and they don't understand, you know, what you just said. Mm-hmm. And, and so to be able to somehow put that in there could be a very powerful thing, I think. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. a bridge to people who, you know, normally would be just put off by it, but could then, you know, find a way to it, listen to the story at least. Mm-hmm. 
I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I will say, I know my writing is not for everyone. I know the stories I want to tell are not for everyone, um, but I'm hoping there's something in it for everyone. So, hi. Um, hey. I just noticed um, someone said, um, I'd love, Dan said, I'd love to see a little more vulnerability and lovability to uh, mm -hmm. in to balance out the problematic parts. Mm -hmm. I think in order to, I think be, at this point, he's so extreme. It's really hard to like, I think a very important thing in a protagonist is to have something that of yourself that you mm -hmm. see in them. Mm -hmm. And right now, if you do not like from the top of the plate, if you are not in the exact same mindset as he is, and, and a lot of this can be done by staging and costume and like, like, you know, very specific storytelling to let you know that maybe where he's going is a little bit off. But I think right away, so, so many of us are alienated from him. And because that relationship is so tenuous and so dangerous and very much a place that we all hope we're never in that we're never <laughs> like with someone who doesn't want to be with us and then trying our very hardest to, to, to fit there. I think there's some humanity that that mm -hmm. we're missing in order to like to root for something, whether it's for them to hoping that they break up or hoping hoping that Brayden has a realization or hoping that Nathan says, hold on, fuck you, this hurts. And like, you know, but we need a little bit more humanity to want more, because honestly, I definitely was like this, like, yeah, like I, I get wanting the messy, but I'm also like, I'm stressed. I need to go. Oh, I'm <laughs> like, because I mean, mm -hmm. I think this is something that um but that is the other thing is that I, I think it, it isn't clear. It isn't. It isn't clear who we're when who we're supposed to sympathize with when we didn't have any moment to say, oh, OK, I recognize like if there is like exactly what someone said earlier about your fear that you have about like, you know, protecting yourself from um, from needing white people's um, approval on every, you know, protecting ourselves from trying to fit into a world that does not make space for us and trying to take your own space somewhere else. I think we need that moment right away to care about, not right away, but in this pilot to want to know what's going to happen to Brayden. Because right now he just seems really, really mean. But that's just because we didn't see the thing that you just told us now. So like mm -hmm. that monologue, maybe you just need to like, I see somebody's recording. Maybe you just need to pull that monologue and pop her in. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. That actually is very, very helpful. Because um, I, yeah, because along with the mess, I feel like, I feel like a lot of times in my writing, I will like ask people who read my work. I'm like, is there a, is there a point where my characters are so mean that they're not funny anymore? Because the second they stop being funny, then like I've gone too far, and they need to pull back and like reconsider. So um, that's actually very helpful. And I think the good thing about writing pilots and writing for TV and film is like these big ideas. I can we can ex and because someone put it in the chat um, talking about like maybe all of this can be explored throughout the season. And those were like ideas and things. I was like, I do want to explore this throughout the season. Um, but I don't know, maybe there has to be, I guess, like you said, some moment of like, even if it's a small moment of humanity or some moment where you understand why he's so guarded, that maybe you're like, maybe they don't need to be together, but they're both problematic and maybe being together will somehow weirdly make them less problematic. And then they'll realize because they're less problematic, they don't need to be together, I don't know. But yes, I feel like the beauty of a pilot and the beauty of TV and TV is that like, I feel like these are all really great ideas and things I want to explore throughout the season rather than trying to like compact it all within the pilot. Aaron, do you mind if I jump in? Yes. For a um, really quick, and this is just really quick. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've, or I've watched somewhere that what, what, brings, what brings us into the story of a protagonist is like the lie the protagonist believes and mm -hmm. watching the, the story is as they come to grips with that lie, that wound, you know. So definitely I can totally see this being explored in the, throughout the series, but I'm wondering with Brayden, if he actually believes all that pro-Black romantic rhetoric 
if he actually believes it, because I interpreted it as he doesn't believe it because he's putting this person in blackface. But maybe, so or either, so I was thinking, oh, maybe he doesn't believe it. Maybe he's just creating an image and he doesn't really mean it. And it's a lie. We can see holes where he doesn't believe what he says. Or the other pathway, which I think is what you're going for, is that he truly does believe what he says. But somehow to, to find the humanity with Brayden, to connect with Brayden, it's like we have to find where the lie is, where the wound is. We have to like see little pieces of it, little pieces of scabs, I guess. Yeah. And that can be solved. You can solve that with like a few lines of dialogue, mm-hmm. a knowing glance yeah. in a setting, him walking, he and Nathan walking by their old school and he, Brayden like has a moment and like he needs to get shaken out of it. Like that is, I think, easily fixable, but you have yeah. to decide what Brayden's lie act exactly is. Yeah. I think yeah. for me is similar to like, I guess, I, I feel like for me, Brayden, and over this, over this series, you'll see that like he didn't start as pro-Black. And so once he kind of discovered this about himself, he went so extreme and got this following that even though maybe he doesn't believe these extreme ideas, he's like, well, I'm too famous now to turn back from them. And I think he kind of alluded to that when he's like, I can't do this, I'll be destroyed if I bring this out. But I think, yeah, if he's like, you know, obviously I don't believe all of this stuff, but I've gone too far to come back now. I have too many people relying on me and this and that. Um, at least that's how it is in my mind is that you'll kind of throughout the series realize that he doesn't actually believe every everything he says, but he's gone too far to come back now, um, if that helps. Um, I want Nathan to look for someone who's proud of him as he is. I feel like he'll never be enough for Brayden, which is just emotionally draining. Like we end up sympathizing for the white guy, which is ironic. Ooh, wow. Yes. Hmm. Um, yes, interesting. Yeah, I think that's something Man, y'all are really giving me things to think about. Man, you got to jump to the end of the chat where y'all just yelled yes at what you just said. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> what you just okay. said, we're all like, yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, sometimes like in my mind when I'm writing, I'm like, they'll understand this. They, this, you know, but I, I think, yeah, I think because of the, because um, obviously we know he doesn't completely mean what he says in the openly monologue because he's like with, you know, with Nathan. But I think I, I need to make it more clear that it's not just the dating white people, but it's tons of things. Like, I don't think he really believes white people the devil. Um, but again, it's like one of those things where it's like you have so many bad experiences. And, and I think, again, I think we're so ingrained that like to be pro-Black means you need to be anti-something. Or not just pro-Black, but pro-anything. We're so used to like, oh, because I'm pro this, I'm anti this. So I think for for Braden, a lot of his pro-Black awakening meant, okay, that means I must hate white people. I must like really bang on, on the drums and like do all that. Um, This is... I don't know if I fully phrase that idea, but like, will will the characters ever meet someone who have a, who has a belief system that isn't necessarily binary, as in they believe something that can be a paradox? Mm-hmm. Because I think that kind of touches on what I was seeing in the play, which is the nuance of identity mm-hmm. and within image, like the image of blackness, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much layered there that it would almost seem like to be pro-black and therefore anti-white would negate existing. I don't know how to how to how to phrases i'm gonna stop right now but do you, do you kind of know what i'm saying yes i think i do and um funny enough the same way time became a character my friend jenica is going to play my sister and for me i think she is more of that rooted kind of character you're talking about where she's like people can have nuance and complexity and yeah i think throughout the episode you'll see different people in different facets of pro-blackness or anti-whiteness or all of that um but again, you see, because Braden is so set in his ways, and he's so like, I can't let go of this image. I cannot let go of this image that the antics 
you know, especially because like over the season, more and more people will slowly be clued in and slowly will, it'll be revealed. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's kind of also the beauty of setting up such a dramatic main character so that we can bring in the other degrees on the spectrum of it.